Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Okay, so now uh, we are in our eighth part of our series in uh, Biblical Ways to Handle Stress. We are now in uh, 16 and 17 for today, and I. this is going to be the last part of that series, okay? So this is 16 and 17. So, point number 16. Offenses and persecutions are part of the Christian life. Get used to it. Okay, so don't be surprised. You know, we, we, we normally react on things. You know, we want our freedom. We, you know, uh, we, we, we're against tyranny. You know, we, the tyrant and, uh, you know, things like that. Yeah, but for how long can you hold? Because you see, unconditional prophecies will really come to pass. It may delay at times, but it will come to pass. There's no one, nothing can stop it because it's part of the plan. I think in point number 12 and 13, I discussed this. So if, if you missed that, we elaborated on the sovereignty of God, that uh, whatever God has determined, whatever plan that God has determined in his heart, is going to happen. It will come to pass because uh, we are all part of that story, Okay. Okay, point number 16, offenses and persecutions are part of the Christian life. Are you a Christian? If you are a Christian, get used to it, okay? Get used to being persecuted, offended. <laughs> Some people might offend you. Why? No one is perfect. So every once in a while, someone from those you interact with might offend you. Unintentionally, that's the thing, unintentionally. You, you, you think it's intentional, but it's not. Some are, okay, but not all. Just set your mind that uh, to offend and be offended is just part of the Christian life, okay? Because no one is perfect, so we have to get used to it, okay? Uh, let's read uh, James chapter 3, verse 2. It says, we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. Meaning to say, it is inevitable. It is something that we cannot prevent from happening, offenses. It is impossible for any of us not to offend someone. No matter how careful we are, no matter you know, how, how careful you choose your words, Still, someone might take it negatively. Maybe some of you who are watching, listening to, to this message right now is offended already because it is in opposition to what you believe, to what you think. But listen, friends, everything that we're trying to convey, that we're trying to share to you, does not originate from our opinion. It comes from the scripture. You really have to study the scripture to understand this. Mark chapter 10, 29, it says, Truly I tell you, Jesus replied, 
No one who has left homes or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me in the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, okay, in this present age, meaning say now, you will also receive what? Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields. Along with persecutions. Along with persecutions. So you see, persecutions are part of our Christian journey. It says, in the age to come, eternal life. So, hallelujah, that's the good thing. But in this life, we cannot escape being persecuted. We will be persecuted where? In this life. Let it not surprise you. Even some Christians okay, who are living the faith may persecute us. Okay, so verse 31 says, But many who are first will be last and last first. In the New Century Version, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, all those who have left houses, brothers, sisters, mother, father, children, or farms for me and for the good news will get more than they left. Here in this world, they will have a hundred times more homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields. Why is that? Because we have a lot of brothers and sisters. So many mothers, many brothers, many sisters. So this is a fulfillment. Okay. So anywhere you go around the world, you have a brother, sister, mother. So because you, what? You are a follower of Christ. But it goes on to say, and with those things, okay, I'm reading uh, verse 30, last part. And with those things, they will also suffer for their belief. Because you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, we will be persecuted. So what do you do? The way to handle that, uh, so you can avoid stress, you can control or you can curve stress, is get used to it. Take it as part of the Christian life. Matthew 5.10 says, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Meaning to say the basis is righteousness. Because you want to live a righteous life, that's why you're persecuted. That's why Jesus said, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. There will be people who will really hate us for believing in Jesus, for preaching the gospel. Uh, there is a pastor who sent me a picture or a link that concerns them because a, a lot of their young people in their church are getting confused. I think uh, they have a member who doesn't want to read the Bible anymore because they're afraid that they might misinterpret the Scripture or something like that because there are agents of the devil who are trying to uh, confuse people. You know, they said that the Bible uh, was interpreted a long time ago, so we, the, the Bible needs reinterpretation because it does not apply for to today's context, so they, have, they want to change the context of Scripture. And the thing is that uh, what they really want to do 
is to omit Jesus as God, as Lord, as Savior. They, they are really attacking the gospel of Christ so that, you know, they, so that they can unite, they can combine all religions. Friends, ladies and gentlemen, there is only one way to God, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's very important that we deepen, that we strengthen our faith in the Word of God. Amen? So, verse 11, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Okay, because of Jesus. Okay, let's, let's finish that one. Verse 12 says, Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. So the more they persecute you because of the, your, your faith in Christ, the more they insult you because of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord assures us that great is our reward in heaven. Okay, as long as you continue in the Lord, right? He says, For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So persecution is part of our followership. You know, uh, with the, the, the Old Testament prophets, they followed God, they followed Yahweh, they followed Adonai, they followed Elohim. So what happened to them? They were persecuted. In our time, everyone who will follow the Lord Jesus Christ are assured of this thing, that they are blessed, they have eternal life, okay? They have great reward in heaven, okay? Rewards are awaiting them. But that is going to be coupled with what? Persecution in this life. What do we do as a coping up mechanism? This is one way our defense to curve the stress that it will cause your heart, your emotion. What do you do? Get used to it. Embrace it. It's, it's, it's part of life. When people persecute you, it's part of the Christian life. You don't need to defend yourself. Persecution is part of the Christian life. Don't defend yourself. Rest assured that Jesus said, when you are being persecuted for his name's sake, he said, great is your reward in heaven. That's why he said, rejoice and be glad. That's verse 12 of Matthew chapter 5. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. Okay, let's read the last scripture, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Everyone who wants to live a holy life, a godly life, will be persecuted. Can you imagine that? You can lose your barcadas. You can lose close friends. I experienced that. I know what I'm talking about. I, I made the decision to live my old life and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. When you follow the Lord Jesus Christ, it demands that you repent, that you surrender the deeds of darkness, the things that you do in the world. So it says, Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evildoers and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. So once again, friends, offenses and persecutions are part of the Christian life. Number 17, walk closer with God. 
where can you find comfort when there is so much pressure and so much trouble and chaos that you see around you? Where can you find peace and comfort? You will not find them anywhere in the world because no one can bring true peace and righteousness to this world except for the one king who will come and conquer the nations. He's going to come. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Prince of Peace. When he comes, he will bring peace. Amen? Amen. He will subdue all kingdoms and he will establish an everlasting kingdom. And I am, I can't wait. You know, I, I just wanted God to, you know, fast forward things. You know, Lord, come on. You know why? It's because if you want joy and peace, there's no place that you would rather be than to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. But we're still here. So while we're here, uh, we're in the middle of this uh, deteriorating world because of sin. It started to decay. That's why everything is subject to decay. Nothing lasts forever in this world. And so, you know, the best thing that you can do to augment, to control stress is what? To walk closer with God. The Christian life is like a journey. We grow in the Lord as we walk with God. We walk towards God and at the same time we mature. So we walk with God but actually we are drawing after God. We draw near God. If you're a Christian and if you think you're already walking uh, with God, then, then that is good. But better than that, better than just walking with God is the goal, is the desire in your heart to walk closer, to be closer in our walk, to be closer in your walk with God. That's a good thing. Okay, make it your goal to be closer in your walk with God. So let us read some scriptures here to support that point. Colossians 2.6, it says, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. Okay, especially if you read it in King James Version, it really uses the word walk. Because if you use NIV, it will give you the word live. But most of the, uh, original, the original version, it uses the word walk, walking. Okay, so therefore as you receive Jesus as Lord, continue to walk in Him. Amen. Now that you are in Christ, no, you are born again, you, you committed your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, now your journey begins. Walk in Him. Amen? Oh, Romans 13, 13. Let us walk properly, as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy. Verse 14, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. What is the point here? The point is that let us walk properly as in the daytime. So what is the contrast here? Because nighttime, people who walk at nighttime, they walk in what? 
orgies and drunkenness, indulge in sexual immorality and sensuality. So, but the Bible encourages us not to walk the way the world walks. Okay, but instead, let us walk as in the daytime. Okay, First uh, John one seven says, "But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sin." So, meaning to say, when we walk at daytime, it's walking with the Lord Jesus Christ, because it says, "If we walk in the light, as He is in the light." So, okay, Ephesians five fifteen to eighteen says. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise. So be careful then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise. So point number one, Christianity is ano? Is what? A journey. Okay? Verse 16, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Making the best Use of the time, meaning to say we, we must redeem our time. Let us not waste time. Amen? I read last night uh, at the Tata posted, In this time, more Christians speak up about politics than they ever have about the gospel. That is true. Political issues matter, but the gospel of Jesus Christ surpasses every issue we may face. You must understand, friends, that we have been pushing, coercing people, coercing Christians. Come on, testify, preach the gospel of Christ. There's nothing, more, nothing is more important than their eternal salvation. People are just passive and, and they're not really preaching the, you know, the gospel of Christ. It's not by all means, not to that level. But I tell you the truth, if there is something that is urgent right now, it is the gospel of Christ, not politics, friends, not politics. Now, look, I want you to contemplate on these questions. Since when did our Lord Jesus show interest with political figure in his lifetime? Where in the Bible can you find that the Lord Jesus Christ pushing human agenda over God's agenda. Can you find it? We should be pushing the, the agenda of God, which is what? The Great Commission. He said, go and make disciples. He, you know, the Bible says, occupy until He comes. That's the work, friends. If we, have, if we, we are to promote someone, you know, this is the Lord Jesus Christ because his will, his kingdom, his purpose, his plan his, is excellent. It's perfect. No one can bring peace on earth, I tell you. No one can establish righteousness in the government except for one king. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. The righteous one, the holy one, the prince of peace. And I cannot wait for his coming. Oh, Jesus, come, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen? I hope you are waiting for His return also. Hallelujah. I'm so excited. So that is what we have. We have a, a job to do, friends. We have a job to do. Preach the gospel. While we're here, as long as we're here, you know, remember, preach the gospel. Because the gospel is 
more important than anything else. It's about their salvation. It's about eternal life. When a person dies and that person never knew the Lord, never heard the gospel, or refused to believe in Jesus, refused to accept who Jesus is and what he did in the cross, refused to receive the mighty redemptive work of the Lord Jesus Christ, then that person is lost forever. But at least we've done our part. At least we did our best to reach out, to spread the gospel. Okay, So that is why we must not be spreaders of the virus. We must not be spreaders of, of bad news. We must not be spreaders of things that are not of importance to God. Let us be spreaders of the gospel. Amen? If you try to think of it, what is the main issue, friends? Why does the Bible tell us to uh, be careful then how you walk, not as unwise but wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil? Why? What is the problem? What is the main issue? The main issue, friend, is sin. Sin leads the sinner to eternal damnation. To, you know, that's the second death. So what is the problem? The biggest problem through this pandemic, it's not dying from a virus. No. But dying without a Savior. Dying without the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the biggest problem that you can have, my friend. The virus can kill you physically, but the virus cannot kill your soul. Sin can kill you physically and spiritually. So what is the antidote to that? The solution, the cure, is the gospel of Christ. Jesus is the answer. The Lord Jesus Christ. So preach the gospel, friends. Spread the gospel. Amen? Spread the gospel. So again, it says don't be foolish, meaning to say uh, don't be a hearer and not a doer of the word. Okay, that's verse 17. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand what the will of the Lord is. So how are we going to do that? Where do we begin? How can we understand the will of the Lord? Study the Bible. So how do you know the will of the Lord? Study the Bible. And then the last part in verse 18, it says, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Holy Spirit. Meaning to say, when you say getting drunk with wine is a debauchery, meaning to say it's a gathering involving excessive alcohol drinking and promiscuity, or like sleeping around, or you know, they tell jokes, green jokes, things, things like that, because that's what people in the darkness do during the night. So it's not a good gathering, I tell you. And the Bible encourages us not to do that. If you believe Jesus Christ is coming very soon, prepare. Amen? So it says, instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, verse 19, it says, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Singing, music is always part. It's also part, if persecution is part of our Christian life, Christian journey, music is also part of our lives. Amen? So once again, 
uh, the scripture warns us to be careful how we live our lives, how we walk the Christian life. Today, uh, there are many or plenty unwise people in the world still, let's just say they are in denial mode, okay? But we have to prepare, friends. Listen to the Word of God. Listen to the Holy Spirit. And we can walk in righteousness and in the will of God if we choose to do so. That's the only way to do that is to what? Study the Bible because the Holy Spirit will use the Scripture that you studied, that you learned, that you've read, that you've memorized. You know, the Holy Spirit will use that. He will quicken it in your heart and in your mind to remind you. So when you are tempted by the evil one, you can pick a scripture and say, it is written, it is written, it is written. Just like the Lord Jesus Christ. He uh, used the scripture as a weapon against the lies of the enemy, the evil suggestions of the devil. So it's very important, amen? So the thing is this, how or where do we begin with our walk with God? If we, if we want closer walk with God, where do we begin? Maybe you want to begin with repentance. Maybe you're not living right with God. Get right with God. Repent. Recognize that you have sinned against God and say, God, uh, you were not pleased with my actions, with, with the words I said, with, with my life. Lord, I, I want to I wanna change. I submit to you my life. I repent from my sin. Forgive me from offending you. So start with repentance. And then walk with God. And, 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 and uh, there's an old, 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 old song. This is a very old song entitled, Just a Closer Walk with Thee. Because without the Lord, we are nothing. The song goes like this. Just a closer walk with Thee. It, Jesus, is my plea. Daily walking close to Thee, let it be, dear Lord, let it be. Okay, amen. Let's sing from the start. I am weak. But thou art strong. That's why we need him. Amen. Jesus, keep me from all wrong. I'll be satisfied as long as I walk. Let me walk close to thee. Let's sing the chorus all together. Just a closer walk with Thee. Granted, Jesus is my plea. Daily walking close to Thee. Let it Dear Lord, let it be. Stanza, second stanza. Through. 
this world of toils and snares. There's a lot of them in the world. If I falter, Lord, who cares? But God is there. Who with me my burden shares? None but Thee, dear Lord, none but Thee. So we can cast all our cares to Him. Amen? Sing it. Just a closer walk with Thee. Granted, Jesus is my plea. Daily walking close to Thee. Just let it be, dear Lord, let it be. the world has a song version for let it be <laughs> this is our version <laughs> for let it be Lord <laughs> so you see it's a song that really cries out to God Lord help me cause me transform me make me walk closer to thee and sometimes okay not just sometimes many times the Lord uses our trials Okay, the Lord uses the circumstances that we go through, the sufferings, to get our attention. Because once our attention is on God, because we are going through some pain and suffering, then, then we want a close walk with God. Hallelujah! Right? But we don't want suffering. We don't want trials. We want good life. We want all the positive things in life. But guess what? Trials has a purpose. And if you respond properly, you will be blessed. You will be rewarded one day soon. Great is your, your reward in heaven. So part of our trials will be what? Persecutions. Get used to it. Hallelujah. Because what? Persecutions, offenses is part of the Christian life. So get used to it, friends. That's what the Bible says. I did not say that. That's not my personal opinion. And, and, and we, we want to encourage you to what? Make it your goal to walk closer with God. Amen? To walk closer with God means that we want to walk hand in hand with God. It's like a partnership with God. Okay? You want to do the will of God, so you, you, you want to seek Him because you want to please Him, right? So that is walking closer with God. If you want to please God, then you have the desire to walk closer with God. It means you are a serious follower of God. Walking closer with God is a mark of followership. John chapter 8, verse 12 says, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me, so you see, you have to walk. You have to walk to God, towards God. You, you know, that is followership, okay? He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Okay, the Christian life is about 
walking. It's, it's a long uh, spiritual journey that we walk towards God and at the same time, we grow in God, in the Lord. So it's daily walking with God. That's why that song means a lot to me. The song says it. It says, just a closer walk with thee, granted Jesus is my plea. It's like saying, that's my plea. It's my plea. That is my request. That is my request. What is your request? I want to walk. I want to walk close to thee, closer to thee, daily walking close to thee. Just let it be, dear Lord. Let it be. If you want to augment the stress from being, you know, from all the persecutions that's happening and will be happening, will come in the near future. You need to learn how to walk with God. A closer walk with God. Amen? So 1 John chapter 2, verse 6 says, Whoever claims to live in Christ, in Him, must live or must walk as Jesus did. Must live as Jesus did, that's NIV. But in other versions, especially in King James, it uses the word walk. Okay, So whoever claims to live in Christ must walk as Jesus did. We follow the Lord. But how close are we walking with Him? How close are we in our journey? How close are we in, the, uh, in Christ? Walking with someone is different from walking close with someone. Okay, so because you can walk together with a distance, you know, but you're heading on the same direction. That is walking with somebody, right? But walking close with somebody, to, with someone, is different from just walking with somebody, right? So let's say uh, I'm walking with my wife on the same direction. So it's either I walk ahead of her or she walks ahead of me and I'm following her. So the point is that we're still walking together, okay, on this direction. So if uh, my wife changed direction, I'm going to follow her on that direction. So we are still walking together. But when we say that we walk close together, so you should be close together, right? Like this, okay. So we're now. <laughs> but what about we're so close now? Yes, we're so close. So what about closer walk with me? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you you see, uh, I hope uh, you see the difference between walking with someone and walking closer with each other. So, friend, if you're a Christian and you believe, you think you are already walking with God every day, we want to encourage you to make it your goal to walk closer with God. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the what? The fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. He is that close. In Ephesians, it says, He is near. God is near. He's not just near. He, he, he is not only a living, walking with us, but He resides in us. 
He is with us and in us. That's in the book of John. I think uh, John chapter uh, 14. It's about the Holy Spirit. It's the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So to summarize this, what I really want to say is a constant, conscious fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Meaning to say, every day you are aware that He is with you and in you. You see, the, the, the moment you are aware of Him, you know, if you're always aware of Him throughout the day, you will acknowledge Him because He is a person. He wants to fellowship with us. And if you are talking to, to the Holy Spirit, you're, you, uh, you can feel His felt presence. Of course, already you have the Holy Spirit in you as a Christian. But it's a different thing when you cultivate the presence of God, when you worship God, when you acknowledge the presence of God, in the midst, in your midst, you know, as you gather, come together and worship Him. You see, He is in our midst when, when, when we gather in His name. You see, when you cultivate the presence of God in your life, you cannot hold yourself from worshiping Him, from praying to Him, from talking to God. Because you know what? Whatever I do in a day, I talk to Him. Especially when there's so much pressure in the world i'd like to play uh, instrumental worship and whatever i'm doing i start praying i start talking to god talk to god every day this is a stress relieving thing to be with the father because our father will provide but of course we have to do our part you know just do what you can do and pray that it's blessed Okay, he'll take care of the rest. There's nothing we can do apart from God. It's not by might nor by power, but by, the, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And if you're confused, you know, there's so much lies, there's so much uh, deception going on in the world. The Bible says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You know where to run to. Run to the Holy Spirit. His presence is with you. The anointing is with you. Once you're born again, the anointing of God is with you. You just have to listen to Him. But there's a lot of Christians who are not listening to the voice of the Spirit. They're listening more to the voice of the world. Which is why they're not preparing themselves. When things will really start moving in the spiritual dynamics, those who don't know the Lord will be struck with fear, but the church will be struck with awe. But you see, the good thing about us Christians, we already know the beginning and the end. No matter what we do, friends, no matter what we do, what matters the most is the kingdom of God. Let us spread the gospel of Christ. There's nothing more important than the, the eternal salvation of mankind. Preach the gospel, friends. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davao on Facebook where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash MFCDVO. God bless.